Our relationship is not physical. She appreciated that they could change diapers efficiently and without any complaints. I am reliable, I'm a very good listener, and I'm extremely funny. Welcome back to Marcus Played. See, this is a proper intro, Michael, just for editing's sake. You know, this is how you do it. You say, welcome back to the podcast. the title at all, did I? No, you did not. No. Gladly, but, I mean, that's your edit. But how did they find it? Like, yeah, what did they click on? They had to click on something, right? Did they uh, just ignore blindly what, what it was they were clicking on? They were forced by because they're everybody who downloads is family. So just look, if you want me to make right. dinner, you go download fair, this on your podcast. Fair point. Okay, sure. So we're we're talking about uh, the new Terminator movie. This is probably one of the more modern movies that we're talking about. We, typically on this podcast, we don't really hit the, uh, the 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 new sort of releases, but this is probably as modern as it gets for us. Yeah, it's about a year old, but for me, it's new because I was stuck in the the land of no air conditioning and no good movies, and I didn't get to see this. Uh, when it came out, whenever it came out, um, I'm yeah, it's be like sh- kind of back to back to us, right? I mean, Portrait of a Lady on Fire and this were end of the year, end of 2019, yeah, releases. So yeah. we're, you know, well, that means we have to reset. Uh, we're, I- I'm going to take us back. That's a little preview of the this one. We're going to go back a little bit, but very, very similar films. Uh, these last two. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they both you know have what? chicks, right? That's that's the takeaway. We don't. I don't use that term. It's very derogatory towards women, Michael. Uh, I I don't do it. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and and and, and introduce my podcast right away. Okay, it's a story mode podcast, and uh, they were talking about the, this film, the Terminator: Dark Fate. And they made a point, you know, they thought it was like, oh, I like it. It's okay. It's whatever. Um, you know, they were kind of mixed. Some One thinks it's the fourth best. One thinks it's the third best, whatever. But the funny thing was, is it's the fourth attempt at Terminator 3 is is the way they described yes. it. And I yeah. think that that is the perfect description to this. Yeah, I agree with you that I liked a lot of it. Um, I didn't like uh, another chunk of it. I would classify this as just too little too late overall. Yeah. Like we said, this is, I don't remember if this, we said this while we were recording. This is like the fourth attempt at a Terminator 3. <laughs> yeah. Terminator is one of those fascinating film series that each sequel retcons the previous sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter at this point. Right. Like, Nothing I don't matters. Think any, yeah. I don't think any other movie series does that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they just, they keep fumbling. Yeah. I think. I like this one. Um, I don't think we'll probably see more because it's bombing. It uh, also is, like kind of presents itself as like this is it. I mean, they all do. So yeah. going into this whole topic of franchises that just won't die because we, they've tried to piggyback off of Terminator Two, which is beloved. Terminator Two is a beloved Classic. movie. Yeah, they can't seem to take it from there, and well, I don't know why. Okay, so the obvious reason is uh james cameron stepped away but and he's back for this one well is it, it <laughs> that I, I feel like in the marketing uh the only one i i remember clearly him not being there for was uh the i guess the actual terminator 3 when it was labeled that with the number rise of the machines uh that he he had no involvement with but i feel 
like even in uh what was it was salvation the next one with christian bale so the actual the future yes. one the war i think it uh, goes uh one two three salvation genesis okay. and then this i, I didn't realize I, or is I, there I guess another? there was no, I think you're right, but uh, I didn't realize they, they let it sit uh, for as long as, as I guess with uh, Genesis and uh, Salvation, which was what, like six years or something? It feels like this one came right on top of Genesis. Um, yeah. I think Genesis and this one are probably the most direct about resetting, because at least with Salvation, they weren't really resetting anything. They just jumped ahead to <laughs> basically, it was a, a continuation of the third one, right? Spoiler alert for the third film, but they basically, they still negate T2 because they say Judgment Day, like, will, will come. Moved. It comes, but it, yeah. it just moves with time or something and like I that. And I think uh, Genesis and um, this film are, you're right, are a clear attempt to uh, erase three on they want to be the proper three and using old cast members we got uh, arnold with uh genesis and we have arnold and linda hamilton uh in this one well arnold is also in the other one i, I like the figure of arnold isn't it when in uh salvation you're right yeah like a, just a cgi version a cgi version of arnold yeah, that's yeah. correct i'm sure he got some money right you know oh, he, he had some, to and yeah. you know the cgi has improved a little bit you know so now we can do the uh you know, the spoiler, I guess, he shows up at the very beginning of the film as a young Arnold, and he's doing his thing, man. Look, it, it, it's a reasonable um, use of the CGI. So this this franchise it reeks of desperation, right? Like, they... <laughs> they, they okay, look, in the first scene of this one, they, they show up and they kill John Connor. They kill CGI'd young Edward Furlong in front of young cgi linda hamilton's eyes and our eyes is, is it it's like you know it's like a uh like a scream kill like we're gonna shock you from from the jump uh i believe in genesis and i've not rewatched that since what 2015 summer it came out uh they make john connor the bad guy and yeah that, that was kind of odd uh with the so- cuckold we i i promise you uh super fans we will do a uh, entire month on jason clark is that the actor's name yes the as you call him the cuckold of hollywood which is <laughs> uh about as strange as your emphasis on uh the uh who is the was it daisy ridley the the star wars or uh, her hands jedi her hands yes your your obsession with that and never evil. forget uh jeremy renner's hands as well that monster well at least you you play fair with you know both both sexes there so it's I say desperate because it's pretty clear that none of these have worked, and people general audiences are not as invested in the continuation of I guess the Terminator mythology, but they are like fighting they're like with this audience who has passed time and time again since t two by trying to do something like a, a Hail Mary shot down the field. Like, okay, this time John Connor's the bad guy. This time we'll kill him in the first scene. Right. I I don't know if there's like they're they're not learning from the other science fiction properties, right? Because even uh Star Trek, the JJ Abrams reboot, where they're like, We're gonna go young because the you know, Captain Kirk, the William Shatner's old now, uh and uh, Leonard Nimoy at the time like did make an appearance. There was like a transition, but they were still trying to honor everything that came for. I, yeah. I don't know if they I don't know if you're a fan of that film, but it's. Like- I liked the first one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought uh, it's fine. 
I, I'm not a Trekkie though, so I don't know. I'm, maybe. I'm not either. Uh, so maybe I was going easier on it because it felt it was a jumping on point, right? Yeah. For that one, it was like okay, I don't have to be. Uh, How many of those are this. there? Are there two or three? There are uh, three, and I was a big fan of uh, the the one that was just kind of the throwaway action movie, uh, Beyond the the last one they did. Uh, In Into Darkness was very much the second one was very much like one of these Terminator things where it's like we're just going to try to redo Wrath of Khan. We're just going to do our alternate. Ah, yes, I do remember that. Okay. Um. So I'll go ahead and bring in my, my podcast because it's, uh, I don't want to steal too much of their material without crediting them. Uh, and it's called, uh, piecing it together. And so the, the premise of this podcast normally, um, and it doesn't really apply here, even though they, they kind of do it in an interesting way is uh, looking at a film and then trying to, uh, with the host and the guest are trying to piece together its influences. So it's a, it's a kind of a way to recommend, other movies interesting because you're saying they they kind of took it from here and that's how we got to this point so this newer okay. film seems like a lot of work maybe i mean i guess it depends on how much you you're thinking that they're uh they're riffing because uh, i know if i if i was ever a guest on the show i can just tell you i would just be sitting down i'm like what does this remind me of everybody wants some <laughs> why <laughs> non-stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because it does um so they're, they're kind of talking about the the Terminator rights holders as they've sort of passed hands like clearly are like beholden to T two but they also seem to be beholden to whatever has recently worked in other franchises so they okay. were looking they're they're saying the piecing it together aspect of Dark Fate was Force Awakens uh, Dark Fate reminded me a lot of uh, the Force Awakens in that regard where in this one they brought back Arnold in kind of uh, a clever way but the main draw not draw but the main um connection to the force awakens which was the sarah connor role they brought back glenda hamilton right. as sarah connor but also it was basically terminator one mm. you know it's the original terminator film where they come in to to get the new quote sarah connor sure which you know as you find out is actually the new john connor but um kind of uh, an amalgamation of both of those things right kind of like a she the the new character Danny uh, Danny Ramos or whatever she was a she was John Connor and Sarah Connor right in the same kind of character right but um the savior mm. uh, the the good thing though is that uh Sarah Connor doesn't so much have like the burden in this film of being the lady Madonna character like the mother of Jesus basically right she doesn't have that dragging her down although that that does motivate her but you know as we know john connor went kaput at the very beginning which i thought was fucking badass yeah we should talk about that for a second that made me feel really ill for a minute like whoa what (laughs) some people are really mad about that um i thought it was awesome i some people seem to think it invalidates terminator 2 like like it 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 completely does away with anything that you've built up in your mind about this story and I I don't think so. I think you know things happen. Pro, pro, you know progression in stories happen. Life I mean, happens. yeah, life happens, and yeah, why not that that be the thing that eventually happens? Star Wars warning. Those were the same people who complained about Luke Skywalker right. becoming a hermit and blah 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 blah. The beginning of Terminator Dark Fate, where John Connor meets his end in the timeline of things happened probably like a year later after T2. So yeah, all right. You know, he didn't have a lot between the end of T2 and his death, but that's one story. Mm -hmm. This is the continuation of that story where they stopped him from being necessary anyway, by destroying Skynet. You take a lot of the beats 
that are well loved. Like you kind of play the hits of what people think of with the Terminator film. So the so great chase sequences in this film. I feel like the first thirty forty minutes is a chase sequence. Oh yeah, like Terminators just drop out of the sky and we're already we're already into it. Uh, you know, you bring back Linda Hamilton and her. Uh, I guess you would call her fiery. I mean, even the the credit sequence in this is a clip from the the footage of her when she's in the uh, asylum from T two, yeah, where she's yeah. she is imploring them and basically, uh, she's peacocking a little bit that everyone's there about to is. die. Yeah, <laughs> she is <laughs> a little bit gloating. They fly apart like leaves. Dreams, cataclysm, the end of the world are very common. It's not a dream anymore, and it's real. I know the date it happens. I'm sure it feels very real to you. On August 29th, 1997, it's going to feel pretty fucking real to you, too. Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is going to have a real bad day. Get it? God, you think you're safe and alive? You're already dead. Everybody. Him, you. You're dead already. This whole place, everything you see is gone. You're the one living in a fucking dream, Solomon! Because I know it happens! It happens! But what what doesn't seem to, to work, I guess, is that no one, for whatever reason, like, Terminator has not stuck around since T2 like Star Wars, where uh, people felt like, oh, this is an important event that we're going to get a, like, sort of slight reboot uh, a resetting of Terminator with all of our favorite characters. Like there's, I don't think anyone, I don't know, maybe you and your, your, your uh, globe trotting, you can tell me that somewhere in the world, when you were watching movies in a theater, that when the preview came up and Arnold and Linda Hamilton showed up again, that people had the same response as Harrison Ford and Chewie saying, we're home. Like at the end of the, I don't think that there's that no, sort of connection that, that, well, to that, the characters. You, I mean, you could compare it to Star Wars. There's not a lot of fervor that compares to Star Wars. But I, for whatever reason, I think the people who keep giving, throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at this franchise, they seem to think that it can play in that that ballpark with Star Wars. So you think so? It, Terminator is the ugly dude who thinks he's really good looking, and he's out there just hitting on women right and left, like really in an obnoxious way. Like he, he's the guy who thinks he's great looking, but he really kind of is like a six. Yeah, probably a four. <laughs> and I say that as someone, I, not only T two, but I really, I really love the first Terminator movie as well. Like, to, it's very, uh, uh, you know, we were we were talking. Uh, actually, you you brought this up on uh, a podcast uh, recently in our library, so definitely check that. When you're talking about Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. um, that you know, when you mentioned James Cameron's Aliens, how I mean, that's basically the T two here and the terminator one is like the horror movie like it's like the yes. slasher who can't yeah. be stopped the low budget thing which i i like both versions of the the problem here is i'm i'm wondering why why have they never switched genres like that like why have they why are they still trying to repeat so you want the, the terminator buddy comedy is that what you're looking for <laughs> switching genres or the terminator lesbian film on an island like the Terminator portrait of a lady. The portrait of a Terminator on fire. What a- <laughs> the fans uh, are really clamoring for it. Hit all quadrants. That might be extreme, but uh, <laughs> like, okay, so uh, what Halloween was a big hit uh, yes. a few years ago. Uh, they're, they're basically just 
going back to the very basic premise. To the well, yeah. Uh, and they're trying to kind of put it in context a lot like Terminator 2. Like, I believe Jamie Lee Curtis, she's dead in one of these movies, right? Like, she was killed in one of the many I think reboots. so. Sure. And so they do a, a Terminator Dark Fate thing where they're like, whatever, that didn't work. And you know what? People won't remember or nor care. Like, you know, actually, we'll probably despise the guy in the room that's like, well, actually, this doesn't fit the Halloween mythology. You're like, shut up. Like, it gave me yeah. the vibe that I want here. I think for the most part, Dark Fate succeeds as like sort of a generic action movie because I like the action sequences and I like some of the characters. I think Linda Hamilton at times is a bit much with how she's a little excessive. She's a little, she's hamming it up. You know, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you here. About seventy percent of the way, sixty percent of the way there's a movie. I thought this is going to be better than Terminator Two. I already had it as a wow four and a half. I loved every second of the first like hour of this movie. So, what was the jumping off point for you? Where when did... Arnold shows up, <laughs> really, Arnold? No, it... um, I think uh, sort of like the last forty percent of the movie, it becomes a little batshit crazy. It gets a little too. Too cheeky, too actiony, too crazy. Like I, if you go back to our uh, portrait of a lady on fire episode, and I'm longing for the Latino presence. Here, you've got a shit ton of it, right? You've got your your you replace John Connor with the Latino uh, Latino lady. The Terminator himself is a Latino man, and he's a charming version of the old the the T1000, right? He's like he's he's. He's a little more uh, suave, which of course every Latino is going to be, right? You know, it's what we do. Um, well, as the, the white it. the white guy in this podcast, I have to say, my favorite part was the uh, beautiful tall white girl. <laughs> she was, oh, I loved her. Okay, well, a fellow Mackenzie Davis fan, huge, I, I a huge fan. I I was actually um, looking up her height. I was like, wow, man, she's and very what statuesque. Were, what were she's five ten, five ten, almost there. Almost. <laughs> she's, but she's really great in this movie. I thought, you know, her, her physicality is awesome. I think she does a, a a good job of sort of capturing that um, the desperation, but at the same time, you know, like kind of frustration at certain things. I think she's she's really good. Um, I, I I just I don't know. It just kind of comes apart at the rails when we start going to like trying to piece it together. That's a, uh, that could be a very troublesome part too. Like the, uh, and not to, you know, cause I think the comments are going to be, I, I remember this was like Terminator three. It's like, uh, you know, what, what's new about it? Well, now the Terminator's a lady. Like, you know, that's <laughs> that. And that seemed to be like, I don't know when you, uh, have revisited any of those, but like actually for dark fate. And I'm, I'm kind of with you. I was like surprised surprised at how enthusiastic i was so i i didn't revisit them in the build-up to dark fate but it's like after i came out of the theater i i wish that it had you know stuck the landing but it, yeah. it got me it got me thinking like okay what what was with the other ones like you know i, I saw them theatrically and never thought more about them <laughs> so it got me on a path and i uh i didn't get to genesis i did <laughs> like my enthusiasm went out at the salvation uh, i actually rewatched salvation about a week ago two weeks ago maybe and I, okay. I, I thought it was, it was okay. I mean, the, you cast a piece of wood as your lead. I mean, you're not going to really get much out of him. But he did go on to work with uh, James Cameron proper. Whatever it was, James Cameron saw in the uh, the, the guy 
he got he got to be an avatar, right? That, he was that like, followed Look, it. I can take this dude and cover him in blue and replace him completely. <laughs> he what he did was found a mannequin. That's what he did. <laughs> Someone he could completely replace and just put him out there. It's it's still not as uh, bad as uh, Terminator Three, where you have one of the powers of the Lady Terminator is that she can make her breasts enlarge to get her way with the cop. A lot of there's a lot of lot of gags there that don't you know. I I, I like how decidedly one note uh, both uh, both versions of their our Terminators are here, and I'm I'm kind of counting Mackenzie Davis as one because she's this like hybrid like human yeah. like mm-hmm. super soldier. Um, but you're right. There's like a certain charm to the Terminator, which does harken back to, uh, Robert Patrick, uh, like when he was kind of smirking, when he was sort of, it seemed like he was like, enjoying like the pursuit at times more here. Like uh, you have this really obnoxious Texas accent he puts on, like to talk, to communicate with the good old boys, you know, oh, like, yeah. where can I get a helicopter? That sort of thing. I, I think it's, you know, it's all fun. It's, I, I enjoy I, that. And, and, you know, it's funny is that, uh, you know, in the military, a lot of people have used that sort of southern accent because it is it is almost considered like a poor man's accent. You see it rampant in the military. It's like the accent of the military is that accent. So I, I thought it really worked, you know. Um I think this guy should be a star. He should like he's right behind <laughs> my boy. My we are getting dangerously close to your co hosts. Uh I was hoping you would drop shines like a diamond in this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, that was reckless of him. <laughs> He's just a moron. <laughs> I don't know what added element you can bring to Terminator now. Like, uh, when I brought up Halloween, I was like, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be movie stars. Like, you know, I'm as much as I and you like appreciate Mackenzie Davis, it's not a name or a draw to, to anyone in particular as far as going to see a Terminator movie opening weekend. But I do wonder why they've not given this to. You know, a, a guy who like, um, like s- someone who would never do it. Uh, but I think these type of movies were offered to him, like Nicholas Winding Refn off Drive. I remember reading an interview or hearing wow. something f- from Ryan Gosling where he was like, after Drive, uh, studio executives were like, "Oh, this guy's ready to make the leap now." Because Drive, there was a little bit of a crossover appeal. Was like, yes. give him a little more money, he could do some action movies for us that have sort of a, a cool sensibility and. You know, instead he made Only God Forgives and oh, the Neon Demon. So nightmare. clearly no interest in that. That's what we uh, need is Arnold Schwarzenegger standing and staring for 45 minutes at a blue screen somewhere or something. You know, that's because that's what Refn does is person stops, stares, and looks into the sunset. I mean, it would be hard to take away his muse, Ryan Gosling, but I guess he kind of did that already in uh, Blade Runner 2049, just staring into Lots sci-fi staring. abyss. Yeah. You know what? What about uh, so? Uh, did you ever get to watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the television serialized version of it? I remember starting it, um, and but th- that was on what Fox Network Television. Yeah, and I, you know, it was just one of those things where I watched it, and I think I thought, "Hey, that's not that bad," but never kept up with it. Right? And well, I don't know if no one did. Okay, is it streaming anywhere? I don't know if it's. Or I that's so. Probably- yeah. But I assume that has been uh, retconned as well, right? Like, pretty much you have to, any any Terminator entry, basically we're saying after T2, you have to just look at them all as, this is one adventure that does not carry over to the next. Well, I, you know, you were talking about how uh, this one, like, 
Mackenzie Davis. I would like to see Mackenzie Davis, like a serialized version of this. I think, in on honesty, that's probably the way to go is to give it to Amazon or give it to Netflix or something and just let them do a, a sort of series about it. I think that the sort of jump through time aspects, you could go forward, back, all kinds of stuff. You, you know, almost yeah. Michael J. Fox, it, you know, with the Back to the Future sort of thing. And it would lend itself to a lot of exploration, I, I think. I mean, I don't know, because movies aren't working. Nobody's going out to see those things. Well, I, I mean, we were relying on what Amazon to buy up AMC to to save like the largest theater chain. In the country. I wanted to so, ask you about that, man. Like, what you? But we'll, we'll we'll save that for another time. Yeah, uh, I, I guess right now I'm just decidedly indifferent <laughs> to like whatever. Like, uh, I, I just hope you know theaters are around. That's that's my preference, and I, I actually think all that stuff will be fine because I think whenever this ends, people will be desperate to like just get out uh, and sit. But not anytime soon, and certainly not not a Terminator movie is going to be like worth getting sick or dying over to go. So, yeah, no. Um, I I just I think that uh, maybe maybe the problem is when uh, I was referencing the the amount of time between Salvation and Genesis being about like six years. I think the problem has just been that there's never been there there's never been the Star Wars wait. There's never been a decade between attempts at a third terminator right because the well what was the space between return of the jedi and fountain phantom menace 16 16 years that's more than a decade and uh no i'm saying for terminator and actually i think i'm wrong terminator 2 oh, i see what you're saying okay got it. t3 yeah. is over 10 years because i think it's like 11 years yeah. mm-hmm. but the you know going from that to uh you know, six years to salvation, like say six years. Like, I mean, it's a long enough time, I guess, that people are treating them all as reboots, but they're, they're still not, they're, they're not marketing them. So they want to be definitive, but there's nothing convincing about them to say this is any more definitive than the last. So, I, I mean, if you're going to sort of wear the cap of being a franchise, you kind of have to honor the fact that there's a continuing saga here. And I mean, that's something Star Wars is maybe going to struggle with going forward because i guess the skywalker saga is supposedly done but i also thought it was done with the prequels and you know i I never expected we would get uh, a sequel trilogy either so we'll see if disney is truly done with that or if in 10 years they'll they'll go back to them in some way they paid like four billion dollars to get that franchise they're going to squeeze every penny out of it until uh, you know especially now when you can't uh you know their parks are losing money, their theaters are losing money, all this stuff. Disney's like bleeding cash. There's no sports for ESPN. You know the biggest crime of law, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's just heinous. You know, I, and I, I was thinking also about Indiana Jones. Right, there's a franchise that kind of just won't die, um, yeah. and, and it was a monstrous failure with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mean, like it's it's often law, uh, like derided or, or brought up in jokes and conversation that it doesn't exist because it is so bad particularly as compared to the first three but apparently they're making another one it just won't go away if there's money to be made we're gonna do it right i I just feel like there it's different though because with indiana jones there's like real reverence for those movies and for for in particular for harrison ford as indiana jones and i i think the the reverence or the expected reverence for terminator is wholly uh, misplaced because T2 was a different animal. Like, uh, it was like, it was like, along with Jurassic Park was like the effects movie over the early nineties. Yes. Where you truly were like, there was, there was a genuine leap 
and what was possible on it was the screen. Yeah, and that's when was the last time that happened for you with an effects movie? So you know, it's 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 not just Terminator, but I, I'm trying to think of the last time I was like genuinely sort of could not believe what I was seeing on screen. I think that the problem with that is that those two movies they got it right as far as the timing goes, but other technologies they keep jamming down our throats a little bit too far ahead of time, right? So for instance, uh. The in the Rogue One. Let's go back to Star Wars when they give us the the Peter Cushing whatever, and it's so off putting. We're just not quite there yet with that technology, where you get that uncanny valley. And, and, and so I don't think I've had an experience like that, like that great leap forward, like I did in Terminator Two and Jurassic Park. Those are two of the big like leaps. I, I I'm drawing a complete blank because right now we're rolling it out too soon. Those two films rolled it out just at the right moment. Like maybe, how, how about Lord of the Rings with Gollum? Yeah, I think it's probably like motion capture performance. That's a pretty good one. Like it may, maybe not like that people were wild that they were seeing like you know orcs running around, but I certainly yeah, I think with Gollum people were genuinely interested in how they they managed that, how they did that. Right. That's that's a pretty good one. Uh, also, you know, beloved films. Uh, it, it helps that. You have that combination. I, I just think with, I, I don't know because I wasn't old enough, but I don't know if Terminator 2 without the effects would be anything that people were like, oh, wow, I can't wait to see where the story goes from here. Because as much as I like the first Terminator as the slasher movie, I, I don't feel like if I can remove, if I can like mind wipe myself of all the other Terminator entries, I don't feel like if you just watch the Terminator without any reference point for the rest of the stuff, you would think, oh, I wonder where the story goes from there. Like, See, I do. Like, I, I really? like the story. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I think that the story is interesting. I, I think that, you know how like, okay, Star Wars, they're building all these little satellite, uh, like the Mandalorian and Rogue One. You know, they're trying to branch away from Skywalker. Um, I think the Terminator playground is an interesting one. It could be a cool one, right? You know, you, you don't necessarily stick to that same John Connor or, you know, whatever the new version is the hero story you could branch out into some of these resistance stories or something like that you know i i, I genuinely am interested I, I granted i'm a kind of time travel sucker so i like that kind of stuff but so do you think it's offensive when uh, they they shoot john connor in the face and the, the a child john connor in this one uh or i mean or do you think that there's like because that people like general audiences have rejected these that the the shock factors they're going for there is no shock factor because people don't really remember who's supposed to be alive or what or what they're seeing now well for me it was a uh, job well done Let's get rid of this kid cuz <laughs> as much as i love t2 that kid was awful i mean absolutely brutal he's, he is easily the worst part that movie succeeds in in, in spite of him he's almost uh he's almost anakin skywalker like in that movie Oh, like in the 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 pod racer, like oh you know, yeah, this little little oh. dirt bike or whatever. You, oh. you see the same thing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I actually Just- like his friend in that. I think his friend uh, is the more likable kid, and I wish he was the savior. The redhead. Yeah, because he's he's the one that's like, hey, uh, you know, you sure this is all right? Like, you know, I mean, he he wants to have a good time, but he also <laughs> he seems to be a little bit more aware. Uh, that uh, he's not bulletproof, and uh, at least the way Edward Fur- Furlong plays it is constantly talking shit no no matter what bullets are flying past him 
this crazy thing that uh, you know this liquid metal's chasing him around. This giant specimen of a man in <laughs> fucking chaps in a leather jacket <laughs> picking him up. She just seems. <laughs> Wait, how, how would you behave if you had a Terminator at your beck and call? Well, probably badly at that age. I yes. Mean, yeah. Uh, yes. I. I, I I don't know if I would be as insistent on kneecap only shots for, for people that were in my way. Okay. Uh, uh, but I know how you would behave because you're already on record, uh, in our colossal episode, which you should check out, dear listener, if you've not, uh, listened to that one yet, <laughs> saying that if you had that power, you would, you would terrorize cities until you're, uh, you got, you charted higher on iTunes for your you're podcast. You're damn right. You're damn right. I'd be going out there just snatching people's phones and just <laughs> hitting the subscribe, not just download, subscribe, the whole nine. Also, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the allowed trash talk during 2K games would be at a minimal against me because my buddy, the Terminator, would be there to, uh, to put that in check. Oh, you just slam dunked on me? Guess what? Do it quietly. Yeah, I mean, there there could be more, like, boring but practical things. Like, you know, I have a Terminator on my side so that, uh, you know, make him play John Stockton. So I've always got an open shot because, you know, he can't mess up. So he's going to run the pick and roll perfectly. Ah, he's going to space okay. the floor. So you can have a really good like a teammate. teammate. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're using the computer, not just the violence of it. That I'm yeah, there. yeah. Look, oh, he's got a designated as, driver. As we've just discussed, you made fun of me for <laughs> Terminator Buddy Cop comedy, but there are other elements to this world building that they are not uh, engaging with at all. And I think we're that we're just giving away good content here, right? Yes, we're writing it absolutely. for them. Uh, I mean, I think probably our listenership, based on numbers, we're apparently not giving away good content. We're trying to give it away. We're trying to, <laughs> much like the Terminator franchise, they just they ain't buying. So, uh, all right, are we ready to move on to Let's do uh, it. my pick? Okay, I can't wait. This is uh... you actually. I don't know if you can or cannot here because uh, I'm I'm kind of cheating. I'm I'm using uh, something you referenced uh, that I had never caught up with, and I want to stick with. I want to kind of do this month of reboots or retellings. Okay, uh, and I want to go with uh, the Mask of Zorro, which so we're going to go back to uh, Martin Campbell. You know, the ultimate auteur. And I'm going to give this a first-time watch because I just purchased this for $4.99 on iTunes. So I'm going to get my money's worth out of this. Okay. All right. Um, ooh. Uh, what's her name? I already forgot her name. <laughs> How did I know? I'm like, should I just make the topic like, you know, uh, uh, heralding a new star in an old property? Because how, how, how much of our 40-minute runtime are we going to devote to Catherine Zeta-Jones? I'm saying this not having seen the film, but I just assume that's the direction we'll go. Yeah, we're pigs. It'll probably happen. (laughs) It'll probably happen. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Marcus (laughs) Plate.